Hey, Marcus. Yo. Do you like movies? Yes, I do. I like movies, too. This is Zebras in America movie podcast, coming straight to you from the satellites in the sky. And where do we go when we die? I don't know. But let me get another piece of pie. What's your favorite type of pie, Marcus? Uh, sweet potato. And that's it. I don't like any other pie. Oh, right. I forgot that you have the palate of a four-year-old. But I sweet potato Four-year-olds like pie, apple pie? No, I just it, they're all just pointless. Except sweet, sweet, sweet potato. A good sweet potato. Let me emphasize that also. No, sweet potato pie is one of my favorite pies as well. Mm-hmm. I just I just think you're you're wrong. I've I've tried. I can't. Well, let me not say I've tried them all, but I've tried enough to be like I just don't like I. I don't like pies, but even with cakes, I only really like pound cake. I'm not all. I, I don't like the frosting and the layers and the this and that. Just a simple sugar-free pound cake, which my mother-in-law makes a, a really good one. Um, yeah, I'm simple when it comes to that stuff. Um, fair enough. Sweet potato pie, though, I will say is better than pumpkin pie, and people just don't know. Pumpkin pie is... Some people know. Some some, some know. Pumpkin pie is one of the most overrated pies. Yeah, it is. Yes, it is. Just how, like, people really, really, really be sweating chocolate cake. The way people talk about chocolate cake, oh my god. People are like, oh my god. I, I agree. Like this, I agree. Oh, I agree. this chocolate cake. Oh, this yeah. chocolate cake. It's so... Like, <laughs> no, it ain't. It looks like... It, yeah, it's it, not. It looks dry as shit. It's not good. Yeah. But, but a nice solid like slice of pound cake, like nice and dense. But you know what, though? What? You know, who am I to take away what other people love? Because sometimes, you know, you're so passionate about something. And maybe it's a substitute for something else. But there's something you care about. And if it gets taken away from you, you know, that can be painful too. So for so, so I, I get it to a certain point. When I've had health issues and, and I couldn't enjoy certain foods, I imagine that some people might make light of that. But imagine if it was more serious. Imagine yeah. if you will, Marcus. If you were the drummer in a band. Sure. And the lead singer was your was your partner. Sure. And and you used to be a heroin addict. Mm-hmm. But instead of being a heroin addict now you're you're a drummer in a band with yeah. your partner who just so happened to find you around the time you got sober. Yeah. And then one day you lost your hearing. Mm-hmm. Pretty devastating. It would be pretty devastating, right? Uh, very much so. And we weren't even going to do a whole episode about this movie called The Sound of Metal. Right. Directed by Darius Martyr, who, mm-hmm. who you might know better as the writer of Place Beyond the Pines. Mm-hmm. But as you and I watched this movie on Saturday... Just getting more and more upset, we realized that maybe there was there was a lot to talk about. 
There is. And and I got to jump in also, and I have to say, you know, I haven't watched that movie twice now <clears throat> uh, in, in, in well on, on, on under a week. This movie, more than any other movie this year, has brought about, and I uh, let me just also say you're about to probably hear it, but this movie, Sound of Metal, has brought about the best just dialogue in about film that I've had all year between the, the this this past weekend when it came out on Amazon uh I watched it you know twice and then like I was texting with you know former all former guests of the show uh our friend Warren Anderson uh our friend John Cribbs and I was texting me and Scott were, te- were texting each other and each every single conversation it was kind of the same conversation but slightly different which I kind of appreciated and again, more than any other movie, this like, and that's what I'm always I'm, I'm looking for, like a good conversation after a movie. And this movie brought about it from three completely different people. Right. You know? Yeah. So for people that. So, yeah. Riz Ahmed plays this drummer named Ruben. Uh, he's in a band with with his with a with lead singer guitarist, I think, uh, played by Olivia Cook. And they're on the road in like an RV that also acts as like a studio and thing. And, you know, he is a very dedicated partner, dedicated band member. And he's four years sober. And, you know, his his relationship in band is basically what he's um, converted his addiction into. Anyone that's... Yeah, that's, yeah. Yeah. Anyone that's done recovery, anyone that ever has to quit something, if you've ever, you know, if you quit smoking and you don't start doing something else, you either gain a lot of weight, which is what happened to me, or you go back to smoking. You know, mm. when you, if you if you have that sort of thing in you, um, which the movie deals with in a bunch of that's ways, yeah. um, you you have to find something else. It just yeah. is what it is. And so for him, he's put his whole life into this partner and his music. And and then all of a sudden he loses his hearing. And, you know, not to like I never I didn't I don't know if I've ever quoted Fleetwood Mac before on this show. But, you know, that song Landslide. Yes. Marcus? One of the yes, actually one of the Fleetwood Mac. Songs I do know. Basic, but yeah. But it's like, I've been going through changes because I built my life around you. So all of a sudden, everything that he has, everything that's that's defined him is gone. Yeah, yeah. So not only has he lost his hearing, he's also a drug addict. So he, through the help of his partner and his sponsor... He's taken to a a rehab facility. Not well, not a rehab facility. A facility for addicts who are also deaf. Yeah. Or deaf people who are also addicts. Whichever. I'm unsure. Whichever. I'm, well. But even that. But even that though. <clears throat> there's a yeah. It's like uh. No, well, no, I, I think uh, I think the uh, definition uh, is actually important because something that this film does really well is is the importance of of how things are construed and how things are looked at. 
No, but what I'm saying is if you pay attention to like the folks, like besides just Ruben and besides the guy who runs the place who gives a great performance too, I think it's, I, I, when I said either or, I think it is literally that though. I think everyone at that facility either like was an addict first, then became deaf or they were deaf and then they became an addict. Like I think it's a mix of both prototypes at, at this oh, yeah, center that's facility where, where, where they're at. But yeah, like, but his his counselor there, his sponsor, played by Paul Racy, like to a fucking perfect T. Sure. Um, yeah. Is a very similar person, except right because he became deaf and then became an addict. Yeah. But it's what what really blew my mind about the movie. There are so many things, right? Because mm-hmm. um, it's a movie about a musician, right? But there's not yeah. really a score. There's music, true, true. But but what? But the music is usually when people play music or listen to music. Yeah. There's a lot of silence, and you hear the world through the world of Ruben. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And as he goes to this place and starts learning to be part of this world that he doesn't want to be part of. This is where a lesser movie would have done different things. Of course. Oh, man, this is a total example of like, oh, I I even worked it out in my head. Actually, we have to talk about that. It's like if I worked this out in my head, I'm like, oh, such and such did this movie, then this would happen. And and, And I have to pause for a second and just so some people know and some people don't that this movie was supposed to be directed by Derek C in France who did Place Beyond the Pines and Blue Valentine and this movie was supposed to star Ryan Gosling years and years ago this was like maybe 2014 or something it was gonna like right after kind of right after Place Beyond the Pines and I'm a Ryan Gosling fan and I kind of like Derek C Derek C in France as a director but I really like that that didn't happen and I'm in like Riz Ahmed did did this lead performance? You know what I'm saying? It's kind of like the whole thing, which I'm sure that this was going to come up eventually, how Nicolas Cage was supposed to be the wrestler before Mickey Rourke, but some things happened and it ended up going to Mickey Rourke, and it's kind of like, you know, good. Not, not that I, and I love Nicolas Cage, but I'm also like, I don't see Randy the Ram being anyone but Mickey Rourke, especially since that role was almost like a double, and there's a lot of parallels between the wrestler and this movie as well as the writer, which a lot of folks are saying and it makes sense, but it's it's another thing where I'm like, I'm so glad that this was Riz Ahmed and not Ryan Gosling, with all due respect to Ryan Gosling. Right, because like, I mean, Riz, Riz Ahmed is a musician, yeah. but, but his relationship as a musician is not the same as, say, like Mickey Rourke playing the wrestler, as you said, is doubly poetic because of... Mickey Rourke's own career and and the story of someone trying to get back something that everyone except them knows that they will never get back. Sure. And like Riz Ahmed just did like he just he really captured what being an addict and a pain person is because no pun intended he only hears what he wants to hear in this movie. Yeah, yeah, and there will be there will be spoilers because sure. I can't really talk about this movie without talking about details. But you know that that statement you just made is very poignant. Um, and me personally, 
I related it to, to, to some degree, I related it to gender. And I watched this movie with my wife, and then in the last few days, I've been making all these, because everyone listening, most people know what I do. So I'm doing all these visual comparisons and thematic comparisons between, like, the writer and Sound of Metal and the wrestler and Sound of Metal and the writer and the wrestler, blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, my wife is just like, it's interesting. All these movies are just kind of about, like, kind of, like, to some degree, stubborn, stoic, you know, men. And it's, like, true. It's, like, I'm not saying that, like, a woman wouldn't be stubborn if she lost something was trying to get it back. But there, it is a very male-centric, not in a, like negative way but it's just one of those things that just kind of shows where it's just like it's very much like a guy thing when it's just like hey something's wrong you need to fix this ah it'll be fine like i'm not saying women don't do that but it's like men a million times more like i had i had a dad i still have uncles i got male cousins and they all do this shit you know what i'm saying like you know because speaking of spoilers there's you know our character bennett he learns, uh, Ruben, Jesus, Ruben, he learns, you know, that he's deaf early on, but, like, he still plays a show early on. Like, yeah. that's a, t- you know, Randy, the Ram, the doctor, he has his heart attack, the doctor's like, you need to cut all this stuff out, and then, like, the next day, he tries to go for a jog, and then he's about to, like, pass out within, like, a couple of steps, even though it's like these professionals have told you, hey, don't do this, and then they do it. It's just, you know. Yeah. And, so. you know... If you if you know anybody in the deaf community, they don't consider de- being deaf to be a dis- to be a disability. No, yeah, that's another important thing so, about this movie, about the whole tone of this movie. Right. So the characters that 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 Ruben's Ruben meets in in his camp, you know, he meets this uh, beautiful American sign language teacher. Now, in in a lesser movie. Maybe they would have had an affair. Maybe there would be something. But no, because that's not really who Ruben is. Ruben yeah. isn't that person. So no. that doesn't happen. Um, and I he, think his girlfriend, well, his partner, like you alluded to, his, his partner is more than just a person to him. And I'm not saying this is good or bad or fair. It just is like his music career, like his lifestyle his like they all kind of equal it's almost like the security blanket so it's kind of like yeah like that that it's one it's not who he is and two it's just like olivia cook's character is like is it for him i mean he says the words like you're my world so i think when you're when you have that relationship with someone like you know straying is you know yeah but people is kind of far behind people stray from from the loves of their lives all the time yeah. But but going but, but like with this movie though, it would have been a thing too. He would have discovered earlier on, like, oh, she's not my woman anymore. I need to be consoled and then like oh yeah, and then right. it's not even an that's, affair. Yeah, he has like a legit, I'm... you know, thing with her. And right. I'm glad because that, like as know. as he's starting to be in his program and you're not sure how long he's he's in the program. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. the movie is very loose and lyrical and it's really about Ruben's point of view. Yeah. So you don't know how long he's there. If I had to guess, a few months. Um, mm-hmm. And when you're in recovery situations, you're not supposed to be on email. You're not supposed to do whatever. But he's slowly emailing. He's seeing that that his partner has gone to France. Again, a lesser movie, she would have gotten a new boyfriend. Nope. You know, uh, a lesser movie, he would have relapsed. 
with drugs. Because I would argue that Yeah, he, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Because you're, yeah, you're yeah. like, when is he going to... When is he going to do the heroin? Yeah. And he doesn't. He's, he starts smoking again, which for some people in recovery is considered like a gray area, but not necessarily mm-hmm. a relapse unless mm-hmm. unless it's the thing that you're trying to quit is, is smoking. Sure. Um, sure. And he acts like an addict in, in the ways of which he gets these cochlear implants. Yeah. But he never relapses on drugs. Right. And one of the arguments, not arguments, but the things we were talking about the other day is that um, Ruben, the whole time, is just trying to get back to normal. Yeah. And not listening to anybody. And, um, and the people in his community are trying to explain to him, like, no. This is normal. The the world that you had is is gone. And I think maybe one of their issues is that they don't allow him to mourn that and maybe that's why he starts searching for these cochlear implants and searching for this change in a very yeah. unhealthy way. Yeah. Yeah, <clears throat> cuz you know, there's a scene when I mean one of, I guess I'll say, you know, one of the top two or three scenes is, you know, when he, you know, meets with the guy, I, I keep forgetting his name, the guy who runs the, the, the facility, who, you know, like, there's kind of like, and they, like, they have a bond now, and he's just like, I gotta go, I'm gonna, you know, I got, I got the implants, I'm doing, you know, and then he's, he, he feels betrayed. Yeah. Um, and, and part of it is for the reasons, you know, that, you know, that you said, which not many, like, prominent mainstream movies do this like what you just said earlier scott is still is 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 foreign to a lot of folks the whole idea that it's just like the whole like the term disability is not necessarily that to the people who have some kind of impairment you know what i mean and 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 it's like really cool that this movie touched on that because it's just like if you're let's just say uh even if you're not i'm just gonna give the easiest example for those of you like if you're born deaf that's all you know so that's not you're not necessarily disabled like in that person's world that's that's like how you're like from day one like this is your this is how so you communicate this way you do things this way so it's not like so to call it disabled even though it's not meant to be hurtful or, or have a negative connotation, you know, it does. And right. And this movie is really, you know, cool my, for, for going down that path. My first partner, like my first like serious girlfriend was was an ASL interpreter. I mean, she still is. Mm. But mm-hmm. um, so that's how I learned a lot of these things. Like, because I'd, be, mm. I'd be like, oh, well, you're working with people with disabilities. And she's like, no, this is not a disability. Like... There's a whole community. There's like a whole lifestyle, and one. There's a beautiful scene that happens that we were talking about when when Ruben goes to his counselor, uh, uh, Joe, played by Paul Racy, mm-hmm. yeah, and Joe. he's and he's like, you know, I did this thing, and can I just can I stay here for a couple of days till I get my stuff straight. And the whole time, also, there's this other there's this other sub story, where 
Joe has been trying to tell Ruben, which which is clearly an issue that Ruben has since he since he quit drugs, that he needs to chill the fuck out, that he needs to find his stillness, his silence. Yeah. And he offers him a cup of coffee every morning for him and to write down his head. thoughts yeah. and try yeah. to find the stillness. And he can't do it and he won't do it. And they're, they're building a rapport. And in a different movie, who knows what this rapport would be. Yeah. And in a different movie, you know, Joe, Joe would let Ruben stay with him for the next few days. But he was like, but he says no. Hardcore, like now. Yeah. He, where we are here... We don't think of deafness as something that needs to be fixed. Yeah. So you can't be here because you present to people that there's something wrong with them or that they need to get this procedure. And 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 the survival of the procedure will... I mean, I knew... I had a feeling why the movie was called Sound of Metal already because because of my experience like adjacent to people that work in the deaf community mm-hmm. but when when he re- <clears throat> when he starts recovering from his cochlear implants is when you realize the the title of the movie yeah and the and yeah double me of like you know grass isn't always greener greener on the other side you're not going to be no matter what you go through all this it's like you're not going to be who you were like last year or two years ago like it's you know and then and then you got to deal with that but you know it's funny too going back to what you were saying about well, your I was gonna ex say, who, the the oh. sound of metal like literally when so like cochlear implants aren't like new ears they're like frequency computers yeah 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 that tell yeah. your brain stuff through understanding frequency waves and i understand that what I just said was a was an, was a gross oversimplification of what it is, but yeah. I'm not saying that there aren't musicians with cochlear implants, but if you get cochlear implants, your hearing is very different. Yeah, yeah. what you hear is more like it's very tinny, it's metally, it's it's almost like listening, it's almost like your ears are are. Like CB radios. Yeah. Yeah. And what really pissed me off is like, who didn't warn him this? But then I realized I'm sure they did. Yeah, especially the way, the, so that, 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 that scene with the doctor after, after he has his test, like that doctor is very blunt with him. <clears throat> yeah. And, and I'm sure, like there's, there's, it's like kind of montage-esque. So I'm sure... And that's the thing about his personality and how he's acting. I, I'm almost a thousand percent sure the doctor was just like, just so you know. And then right then he probably zoned that out. Like Ruben's like, yeah, whatever. I'm just going to hear again. Like I guarantee that, that like given his personality, he just tuned that, that part out because he's so tunnel vision on hearing again that it's just like, you know, when you hit accept, when you do something online and you don't read the, it's just, yeah, okay, yeah, whatever, I accept. Like, that's, I, I, I'm pretty sure that's what that was. Exactly. Yeah. And, um, cause I, I don't believe, cause he's, he's so disappointed that all of a sudden things don't sound, and I get it. If, if I went deaf, I don't know what I would do. 
I, I, I don't, of course, I, I thought that myself, and it's like, I, yeah, I, I don't know what I would do. Um, <laughs> I, knowing me, I would probably, I don't know, I, I don't know. Yeah, I really don't yeah, know, because yeah, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't, yeah, don't, 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 don't say what you may have said, or what you may, because you don't know, but I, I, I get where you're coming from. Because, like, I just feel like, um, I wouldn't want to be disappointed. Yeah. Because I'm a musician. Right. And, and I think, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. What, but what I was, I was, I was going back to what you were saying earlier, because this movie brought up a couple of things. One, like you said, your ex who had worked with people who were hearing impaired uh, and part of that community, like since a little kid for, for decades, my dad's line of work, and I'm sure I've mentioned this on the show before, was making sure that people who are physically or mentally, with physical or mental disabilities, got employment. So from an early age, I grew up in a household where it was just like, like my dad, you know, part of it, like he'd come home all pissed off because he'd you know, like fighting to get like a blind person to maybe greet someone at a grocery store or a deaf person to wash dishes at a hotel. And you find out there's so to this day, there's so many places that discriminate against that who don't want someone with Down syndrome working in their facility, who don't want a deaf person working in their facility. And that used to really upset my dad because it's just like, wait, you're deaf or you, you you have Down syndrome or you're in a wheelchair or you're missing a limb or whatever and you can't wash dishes, like you can't ring up customers, you can't bag groceries. So, you know, from an early age, I was just like, oh yeah, like what is that about? And I and, and that movie reminded me of that. And just the whole, like the, you know, the whole term dis, 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 disability. I've been back to doing movie trivia again um, and one of my teammates, this this writer, this film writer, Black Smoke, he he, he talks a lot about the stuff in movies like for example what kind of blew my mind i didn't think about it i was so hype on this movie like a movie like upgrade because i really love that movie and then you think about the themes of it it's it's just like the whole idea is like no like don't try to live with this disability you want to get back to where you were like this whole thing of like you were in a car accident and now you're paralyzed this is this this is a shitty thing we got to try to get you back to normal and there's so many movies like that and it got me to think, like I don't, I don't think across the board, but it is true. It's just like, huh? You get yeah, that, injured, that Clint and then, and then the next step boxing. is, huh? That Clint Eastwood movie about boxing. Yeah, yeah. It's just like, huh? What's that it's, movie it, called again? Oh, you're talking about Million Dollar Baby. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, no, we want to try to make you better, and and like and 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 superhuman. Like, forget trying to dirt, like deal with. And maybe you'll find beauty or maybe you'll find, you know, yourself in this new life. No, no, no. I got it. It's not even it's not even about going back to who you were, but it's like being this super person, you know. And, you know, I am finding like there, there, there's more writings on film about that. And I kind of appreciate that for the most part. Yeah, because so. it's like, you know, not we're in this culture where everything is about like fixing, not acceptance. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, do do I think like it, where do I see this character is going to go from here? I don't know. But, I, def- I I don't know either. But I will say that you know 
what's truly amazing about the character is that you know he he goes through such a big journey and another thing i liked is that the band that he's in with his partner is like they're not they're not like that popular yet yeah you know oh man that's interesting interesting you brought that up it's like sure but i feel like they're like they're on the verge yeah, they're on the, the yeah the, the, they're in a really cool spot because they're on like magazine covers. Even for a set, like they even kind of almost out of nowhere they talk about like the record deal and like the album that they're doing. So it's like yeah, like I think that's and and I think that's what's even more heartbreaking is that like they're like you're on the verge, and they're then one this, away. this happens. Yeah, exactly, which makes it even yeah. a little more heart heartbreaking. But then you find out that like they've been living this sort of like vagabond lifestyle and then towards the end of the movie Riz goes to find his his partner and she's been living with her dad in France yeah and you find out there's this whole other story that like Olivia Cook's character like her mother her her and her mother lived like they ran away from their dad and her her mother killed herself and um by the time you you meet Lou again, by as uh, her hair is different, her mannerisms are different. Yeah, she's living with her dad in what seems to be a very expensive house. Um, oh yeah, and around a totally different society because they have this, and and I think that's another thing too about like they have this party. And just the type of people that are around them. Even the song that she sings. It's not even... I'm not trying to criticize her. But it's just like... She's singing this this music around her dad in front... It's almost like pageantry. Where like the type of music they're into... It's more experimental. And yeah. like... Not easy on the ears. Because I thought it was also cool. Um, real quick. When Ruben's at this kind of home slash facility. Whatever you call it, This living community... Some t- everyone so he checks in on on uh, Olivia Cook's character on social exactly. media, and then there's this quick thing. You see her; she's doing this like like one person performance using like just a microphone and loop pedals, and that which would again lead you to believe like okay, this is some more like you know more experimental kind of like Swans Kim Gordon solo type stuff. It's not like later on in the movie when they're at the party and the dad's you know he's at the piano. And he's like, hey, sing this song in front of these rich people. It, it's totally different. And I think that spoke volumes. Exactly. And, but it seems that they've been both the people that saved each other. Yeah. And that were keeping each other from from what they needed to do. If that makes sense. sense. No, what, like, what, 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 what do you mean? Like, when you... Lou had some growing that she needed to do that she wasn't doing. And Ruben had some growing that he needed to do that he wasn't doing. Doesn't mean that he needed to lose his hearing to do that, but... Sure, okay, okay. You know, when when we meet Lou again, she's not scratching her arms. She's calm. She's She's done some healing as well. Mm-hmm. And 
she loves Reuben this much is true. And it's it's not made completely clear that when in at the end of the movie, when Reuben takes a walk in the morning, that he's leaving her or not. It's left Yeah. 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 It's left ambiguous because he wakes up very early. That's something he does. So it's not clear yeah. what's gonna happen from there. Right. But if they decide to break up, they're they're both gonna be okay. But when when Ruben has his moment of of silence, when he finally finds his calm, I believe that he's not gonna put those cochlear implants back in. Hmm. I that's okay. I, I, I haven't made up my mind. <clears throat> but um the whole time he had those... God, this is a random thought, too. The whole time he had those implants, it reminded me of like when I was a camp counselor and this little kid, I forgot his name, he came back for a few summers. So I, I kind of got to see him grow. And I remember the first summer he was... I never knew... I didn't have close friends. I don't even remember any, anyone like in my elementary school or junior high that had those. But you see him every once in a while and you, you don't go up to someone and be like, hey, how do those work? And then like I remember, you know, he's five and little kids roughhouse and play. And, they, and I remember like kind of hovering around him Mm-hmm. And then, like, you know, at one point, it was like this, you know, it was like this, like, five-year-old kid eventually giving this, like, teenage Marcus a lesson where he was just like, no, no, see, this is how they were. And he, like, showed me how. And I was like, oh, okay. I kept thinking, like, a kid was going to knock him down. And it goes back to that thing, how we view people. Even, like, none of this kid's physical abilities were, you know, he was an able-bodied, you know, a, a, a little boy. And I was still treating him like, you know, he was missing a limb or something. And then he was just so matter-of-fact at five years old. Like, no, no, see, look. And he took him on and, like, showed me. I was like, oh, all right, go ahead and play. I, I'll, I'll never... It's like moments like that you just never forget. Yeah. Yeah. And... Yeah, I don't know, like... Hmm. That movie just fucked with me, man. Yeah, you know, in a good way. I, 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 I can't emphasize enough, like, the kind of dialogue... That you know it brought up, and and again it and I'm, I'm bringing these movies up again, but it made me reappreciate you know the writer, the wrestler, and these three movies aren't the only types, but still like there is a thing like these movies are kind of, I think they're more joined uh, with with strands of DNA unlike other movies that are kind of similar, partially because of like how they're shot, because of like their structure, like their act structure, it is kind of similar. So, yeah, I've been going back and, like, re-watching clips from The writer and watching clips from The Wrestler, and it's just like, you know, yeah, this is definitely a, it, it's, it sounds like it's such a basic thing, but, you know, when you really get down to it, it, it it's a very prominent, it's a very powerful, tri- you know, triple bill for someone who has the will to sit through these three movies. Yeah, if you want to, like, be depressed for five days. <clears throat> right, yeah. Yeah. You know, well, um, I you know I will say of the three, Sound of Metal, <clears throat> kind of gives me the most hope, right? Because the, you know the thing about the you know a lot of folks when the writer first came out, a lot of people were just like right at face value. When the writer came out, Sound of Metal didn't exist. The wrestler existed. People were just like, oh, it's just like the wrestler, except it's a slightly happier ending. And I remember, and and I think you know because we've talked about the rest the writer before, so we're not going to dwell on it too much. But I just remember being like. Sure, but this young guy still has plates in his head, and th- th- there's still going to be some long-term issues. <clears throat> not even like not not even that long in the future. Like he's gonna he's gonna face he's gonna have to even if he doesn't ride or fall off a horse again, 
there, there's just going to be some problems. So I get that it's nice that, spoilers, he gets off the horse and doesn't do this rodeo. He still, ha- he still has a ways to go. Like, there's still some just basic health stuff that is, is, is that more than likely will, will, will be a problem. So on the surface, sure, slightly happier ending than the wrestler, but he's got, he's got a road ahead of him. Whereas like this, I feel like Ruben, who's someone who it's just like, <clears throat> he, he's, I don't know if you say, well, do you say like you beat addiction or you're just, or you just say like, this is how long you've been sober. I guess you can't say like you beat it. You just have to say like, if you, you've if been, you you've been consistently sober on, for five years, like, like he's been. If you operate under the 12 step program of addiction, you're, you're an addict, whether you're sober or not right because they still sit you're right and they're like and and i'm an addict and i've been so yeah okay but i guess what i'm saying is he has the will to like keep off this addiction he had the will to kind of like even though he still got these implants there was something in him for a while he accepted his life in that community before he left and he did grow yeah he made friends he was teaching that's the complexity of this movie is that it wasn't just one thing yeah and even outside of that, when he spends time, when he gets back together with Olivia, you just he he just grew and and he matured even more. So it's one of those things where like he'll be all right. I think he'll be all right. So so it's like this progression where it's the wrestler like no, he's gonna die. The writer, it's like I think he'll be okay, but it's gonna be rough. Whereas now Ruben's like he'll be okay, and not that Ruben won't have rough things ahead either. But still, I, like, I think so. that's interesting. So if you watch these three movies or think about these movies in order, there is a progression of happiness, depending on how you view happiness, but still. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, you can't tell whether, like, the dude's going to make some mistakes in the writer again. You don't know. Said that I know. I just like to think he's not. I mean, if I just think that that scene existed, be like, no, I'm not going to do it. Like, I because because here's here's what I'm saying. I hope he does because he's he's already like I said. When you have a plate, when you have like he, if he doesn't get off get on a horse again, he still could face seizures or like just like he could pass out. Like, there's all these things where it's just like I think as an audience we know. There's some shit he's going to have to battle. So it's... I don't think he's ever going to, like, do anything detrimental to himself because he's going to have to battle other stuff. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying you're wrong, Scott, but it's like, God, I, I hope not. He's got he's got yeah, so I much mean, shit coming up that he has to battle I, in the future that I hope, I, I hope I, not. I hope not, too. I just can't... I can't... I, I just don't know. Yeah. I also, you know, yeah, yeah, I guess you're right. You, you, you never know. But I'm also like, why did no one ever tell me about Moscow on the Hudson until this week? <laughs> oh man, that's 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 funny. That's a movie that I just kind of grew up with. It's one of those movies I assume everyone has seen. And honestly, Scott, like I, you know what? I think maybe subconsciously, that's just a movie I assume you saw. More more than any person who I know personally. I, I just... I know. You know we've never I talked feel, about it before. And I just assumed you knew it. Because I'm just like, I... How do I not know that yeah. that Robin Williams made a Coming to America movie? Yeah. yeah. And, and I want to watch it. I'm not trying to change the... I'm not trying to change... Oh, oh, you haven't seen it yet. 
No, because I've been. Oh man, okay. I've been catching up, so we have a bunch of movies we need to catch up with yes. for the end of the for for the end of the year. Yes. And there's some stuff that like isn't coming out until like the last week of December. Um, yeah. We I we, just saw the trailer to Promising Young Woman. And I was like, oh man, I wish I could see that sooner. I'm 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 curious about it. You know. Um, a someone who's been on our show twice has has written a book and is going to yeah. be on our going to be on our show next week. Yeah. And so and that and that book is about a movie, so I had to catch up on that. And I've also like Jujitsu came out. Which what did Jujitsu the movie Jujitsu? Remind me what what's what's that? It's it's about jujitsu. It's got Nicolas Cage and Tony Jaa. Oh, that movie. Oh, duh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Motherfucker. I've been. Yeah. You know that this is like what I've been excited about. It's that time of year where so many movies are swirling around. Like the weekend that I watched Sound of Metal, I watched. I, I got caught up on a few things. One thing I, I still haven't finished Mank, and I think that speaks volumes. But I I I, I, I tried to watch stuff. that movie yeah. three times, I dude. I tried twice, and that's um, maybe I'll get through it. Maybe I won't. Maybe us struggling to get through it is, you know, I'm not. Look, man, I'm not because I think a big criticism of. I mean, outside of people who give Fincher a hard time, who give Netflix movies a hard time, I I do think that the criticism is warranted. Of like, oh, it's a movie. It's about Hollywood kind of sucking its own whatever. It's like Hollywood being on its own jock, right? I'm not totally against that because there there's some good movies like that. But when it's just totally about celebrating Hollywood, celebrating Hollywood, that is a little weird. Um, and it just had this. It was almost like David Fincher was trying to do Ed Wood and trying to be Tim Burton, but failing at it. Because Ed, Ed, Ed Wood's a really good movie. Um, Ed Wood definitely felt like the template for Mank, and but David Fincher just can't pull that style off. And also, right. like, I don't know. Look, neither of us were around then, but damn it, no. like, back then, did, did did everyone talk like, oh, gee, well, how, oh, what are you doing? Hey, ah, what's the big deal? Like, did everyone really talk like that? Was that really what it was like? I don't know. I need to know. I don't know anybody that was, like, an adult at that point. Sure. But even... Like, ki- <clears throat> my grandparents, yeah. my grandparents are, are dead. That's true. Mine are also. But it's like, yeah, I, yeah. Also, from a light, like, look, man, I have two good, te- I have televisions, and I even tested it against my phone. It's like, there are some scenes in this movie, it's not about the settings, because my settings on my TV and everything, TVs are fine. But some of the black and white, it's like, you can't even see anything. No, a lot, like, a like lot of people, like, what is going a on? A lot of people were like, why the black and Seriously. white? Seriously. What? Yeah, it's just like. So basic there's lighting. Just, there's just so much going on yeah. that I just like. I'm I'm watching like one or two movies a day. Also, I started watching <laughs> Babylon Five, and I'm oh. and I'm not okay with with that. I'm worried that I might like it more than Deep Space Nine. Oh, because imagine if imagine the whole like if you change Deep Space Nine with one minor change and that it's a capitalistic future instead of a communistic future it mm-hmm. 
it actually really does change everything, which I, which of course, you know, obviously, and the music's by the dude from Tangerine Dream, um, and me and my friend mm-hmm. Jake from Ridgewood watch it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not, and also speaking of like sad music stuff, um, I'm pretty. I'm the Shane McGowan movie looks kind of good. Which movie is that? Crock of Crock of Gold documentary about the lead singer of the Pogues. Oh, I didn't know. I, I I haven't seen anything about that. Wow. Yeah, it just came out. You know the Pogues, right? I do. Depressing ass, like, like how do you how do you describe the the music of the Pogues? Is it like uh, Celtic folk punk metal kind of? Is that Right, I, I, not metal. Celticy ska, bald head like mosh pit stuff. So the internet just, calls that, them. That's like the best I got. An Anglo-Irish Celtic punk band. Hey, all right, that was close. That works for me. Very Anglo. Sorry. Well, they're. Sorry. I mean, they're, I believe, no, because they're Irish, but, yeah. so Anglo. Yeah, no, I know, I was, I was making a deaf comedy jam type joke. Oh. Oh, because they're white. Yeah. I don't you know, know brothers they're like, don't be. they're this weird band that's just like, they're so themselves. Mm-hmm. Like, you listen to their music and it makes sense, and like. It sounds it sounds like if you weren't paying attention, it sounds like Macy's Christmas music, right? And then if you start paying attention, you're listening to this dude singing and he's saying the most wild, depressing stuff in a in a very heavy brogue. Yeah. About death and sadness and addiction. Yeah. And like they're they're low key like one of the great bands of all time. Mm. So um, and but I think I think the movie came out to to a little bit to a little fanfare because because uh, Johnny Depp produced it and like oh, no well well I thought Johnny Depp got uncancelled. Okay, this came. Oh my god. Uh, th- this came up with my wife yesterday. I-, I was clueless. I didn't know, but then I was, you know, re- you know, she was reading some of this article, this, you know, expose was, thing. But prior to that, I, I was like, wait, no, I thought Amber Heard was the one. Tur- I thought it was this whole like twist that she was the fucked up one. Yeah, that's what I thought. Is this not true? <clears throat> not yeah, apparently not. I mean, well, I- I'll just put it like this. I mean, she seems messed up too, but not on the level of 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 how Johnny Depp was. I think in their case, it was like, yeah, maybe two fucked up people together, but Johnny Depp takes the cake of the fucked up, of the fucked upness still. Okay. So, yeah. so, so, yeah. so more, more was found out. And yeah, a, a lot more was found out. A lot more was found out. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I want Something that's like slowly become a minor theme of something that we've been talking about this year is that I want to figure out a way for people to come back 
from the mistakes they've made. Obviously, there are mistakes that are unforgivable. Yes. But there, there, you know, there must be a way back. So far, no one has really been really wanting to do it or done it in a way that that seems genuine. I mean, Aziz Ansari, like his his last special, he started the special with like talking about what happened and seemed to make a genuine apology. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I think I, I do think I well, you know what? I don't know now. I thought up until he started doing like Breitbart style comedy bits, I thought there was I, I did think that like somehow Louis C.K. was gonna because there was like you know there was some rumblings even still today like a guy like Dave Chappelle is still his boy and they're still seen and like together and like Dave Chappelle still shouts him out you know when he can but then Louis C.K. you're saying yeah yeah and then just but Louis C.K. showed his phoniness because you know all of his like other humor aside a big part of Louis C.K.'s like style his whole thing was just like you conservative right wing guys are idiots. Not not that he didn't ever criticize like liberals, Democrats, the the left leaning folks, but he was on their ass. And then it's like he gets canceled by this group. I'm using the air quotes. I'm using the word canceled. And now he's doing comedy bits in front of people that he made fun of for decades. And also, and all of that is phony to me. Like that, you're just phony. No, more than that. Like he he could have done a special. Where he talked about, like, being a hypocrite and disappointing people and doing the wrong things and taking advantage of people and what he's learned and, like, but he chose instead to, he saw that maybe no one was ever going to forgive him no matter what. Yeah. And, which is neither here nor there. Also, yeah. I'm not, I take, I'm not the population that needs to, that, you know, I'm not, I I would take other people's leads on this. Um, yeah, yeah. He, he didn't, he, like, I, I, I listen, I, I watched his last special hoping that maybe, you know, there was something there, but he kind of just like shrugged it off and. And was, like, seemed more, like, upset about everything. Yeah. I, I, I'm just saying, yeah, like, okay, I, I haven't seen it, but... And that... I, like, and like as, as, as we're talking, I'm trying to think of, like, I guess there hasn't. Like, I'm trying to, like, rack my brain for, like, a, a any, like, redemption stories. Like, fully, like, completely clean ones that I can't think, I can't think of any yeah i mean i'm sure there's like and obviously there's different levels like yes there are there are like right now we're talking about sexual sexual acts or violent acts those are really very difficult to come back from they are and and i'm and there are certainly areas in both of those where there is no coming back from or incredibly difficult right yeah um then there's then then there's like cancellation over words or actions and that's that can be that's a different thing too but then conversely um you know 
J.K. Rowling, mm. her canceling is like what she's done to in the face of the LGBTQ community. Just quadrupling down every other day, it seems like. I mean, I guess she's taken a rest for the last couple of months, but yeah, goddamn. She would have, like, what she did, what she's done. Still doing. But and yeah. still doing, and yeah. and thinking that she's brave in yeah. denying the humanity of people. Let me tell you, you're not. Is she would have to do so much. I, but I would have to operate under the idea that there's a way for her to come back. Yeah. Because oh my God. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. Because because let's say let's say she did. Let's say she was like, you know what? I was wrong, and I've hurt so many people. And this is what I'm gonna do. To try to one day maybe get it all right. Yeah. But I don't think she's gonna do that. I don't either. I, I, I she, I, yeah, or, or, or at least nothing. There's no evidence to show that that's that's what she's going anytime soon. But the, the yo, the reason why I went oh is because just the other day, like th- th- two days ago, the tra- speaking of, I'm using air quotes when I say redemption because whatever. But like the the trailer for Nate Parker's new film came out, and that's another one where it's just like, this guy's still going, huh? Really. Yeah, and and I think it's a little cheap what he did. He's making a he's making it like a. It's in that lane. He's making a black trauma porn movie. It's like in that lane of like the hate you give Queen and Slim type movie where it's like Nate Parker who wrote, directed, and starred in this in this BET produced film. Uh, also executive produced by Spike Lee. Uh, he's this Nate Parker is this guy whose young son is killed by the cops. Uh, in this like miscommunication kind of scuffle when his car gets pulled over by the cops, so then. He gets militant, and then he gets a bunch of other black militants to like take over a police station. And I just think he's doing this race thing, and he's doing this because he knows if he t- it's it's like it's this thing. Like some people are scared to touch on race, so it's like right now I think the thought process is it's like, hey, if I make a movie about a black kid getting killed, no one's gonna criticize me. You, you know what I'm saying? I, I definitely think that's what he's doing. Um, so. Also, if, if I know you're not a trailer guy, but 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 the quality, it it, it it's like before the low. It's like why does this look so? And it's like BET film. It's like oh, so that's why it looks a little cheaply uh, made. So, but, he, but, but that's another example where like I got I got into this rabbit hole of comments where it's like he's got these folks who like there's this sector of people who love and support him. And just double, triple down, like, no matter what. And then you got this, these other groups of people who are just like, didn't we get him out of here? Didn't we cancel him? Like, it, it's a very fascinating war, you know, that you know that's going on surrounding this new Nate Parker and, and the release of his new film. Well, and Spike Lee's name and being attached Nate, to it, BET Nate being Parker attached to it. Nate Parker being the director of... <clears throat> Birth of a Nation. The second Birth of a Nation. Yeah. Who, you know... Some not very good things were alleged against him, and his response was insensitive. Yeah, but even oh, I don't want to get even whatever. Like this is all the talk out. about the sound of metal. How did we get here? 
we were, were talking about, about other say. movies, and then something about like redemption, and then we and then very timely. I, I you, you we started talking about redemption, and it was just like and cancellation, and nothing says cancellation possible redemption like Nate Nate Parker. Um, but I don't think he seemed interested in. Like I don't he I don't think he thought he did anything wrong. No, I was gonna say, man, I, I don't want to call names, but I I, th- I think he's low key a sociopath because when he did his last televised interview before this whole thing came back, when he was with uh, uh, it was on Good Morning America, Birth of a Nation came out, and then they started talking about they were like so these allegations, and then he he was like, wait, what wh- what are you talking about? It's just kind of like. I understand that you have this important you, this movie that you feel is important coming out, but it's like don't act like that's something a sociopath would do. It's like you mean the rape that's followed me around my whole life. I I I I, I don't know what you're talking about, huh? Like it was it was a very sociopathic response. Uh, one of the last times we saw him. So, I mean, I just feel like if if you're in a place where you can never do a public interview, yeah. Then you're probably in a strange place. You probably have yeah. some work you need to do. Yeah. yeah. That's all I got to say about that. Yeah. Man, this morning when I was like in a morning haze, I saw mm. a preview for a movie that looked like like a slightly lower budget where the wild things are meets like a... Huh. Meets like Beasts of the Southern Wild minus the racism. What is that? I don't know what it's called, and and I forgot oh. to save it, and I'm and I'm upset because I wanted to watch it. Oh. Yeah, I know, right? Oh. So if anyone was anyone's listening and knows what I'm talking about, but it's about like this young girl who knows her dad's dying and then recreates this like fantastical world in her head. Oh, wow. And I think it came out this year. And I was like, I think I want to watch this movie. Sounds interesting. I know. I don't know. Oh, no. I just got this alert on my phone. I just looked down. Uh, rest in peace, Tiny Zeus Lister. Oh, yeah, no. I knew. I just didn't want to tell you. Cause, like, I didn't know. I wasn't even... I, I just felt my... I got a little news thing on my phone. I was like, what is it? Like, oh, man. Yeah, um, I found out um, a while ago, but I was like, I'm not. I don't want to bum. I don't want to bum Marcus out. Hey, how many people can you know headline with Macho Man and Hulk Hogan have a memorable character like Debo and play the president? The president of, of, you know, of the, the world. Earth. Earth. He had a he had he had a career. Oh man. Oh. And you know, you know, you know what I say to the year 2020. What's that? I hope you get knocked the fuck out. Rap music. Sweatshop boys. Am I shoot with the pen? I'm killing. A white man, the villain. Them denied him penicillin. Syphilis experiments. Death to the Tuskegee man. Somewhere in New York, they say death to the squeegee man. They said stop and try to frisk. I said, well, this suck my dick. I ain't white, but I know my rights. And you full of shit. I'm a big belly rude boy. 
I'm a fast for the Hindu. Stinky, sticky, icky, and I'm smoking on that mildew. Thick black chest hair, fat gold chains. Somewhere out in traffic stand, flipping cocaine. My cousin on the field, he tend to poppy all day. He ma, he a fiend. He friends with poppy on Broadway. She like, ain't that you with the Muslims? You and Rizwan be moving things. It's a crew in them, what you do with them? True and sin, the bluest man. Yeah, mama said they was the Taliban Hang around in alleys and rally them Ain't that what they said about the Italians? Come Mr. Talent Man, come Mr. Talent Man Come Mr. Talent Man, from Ghana to Uganda You a Ghana, I'm your father Ain't nobody hotter, the devil is some Prada The Pope is some Gucci, a baby wearing Nada Sweatshop boys and we hot as Benny Lava Hot as Benny Lava Hot as Benny Lava Sweatshop boys and we hot as Benny Lava Sweatshop boys and we hot as Benny Lava Sweatshop boys and we hot as Benny Lava Hot as Benny Lava Hot as Benny Lava Sweatshop boys and we hot as Benny Lava Shop boys, tidy love, red hot joints, ride too much for the rent, not choice. Times are tough, but my yellow cab drivers ride with us. Like them, I'm home late, I light one up. Smoke says that I never be white enough. And plus, Bombay stock prices up, it's inviting us. Same book of flight, you mug. It's not a toy, it's not rhymes or us, but it's made by brown boys that are tired of fucked. Wheels, hamsters, deals, wankers, kiss the biz, you feel how deep our fangs are. She gives you a free kick, but then you get lamp odd. And you ain't coming in no more like you tried bringing a crack into man's yard. Could a posh gang want a bit of rough and a cop gang want a bit of us? And I'm not praying, just a little hush for the fans at prison all listening to us. So big all the Pentagon spies up and the 90s Asian day timers. And Prince the Sea Man, that did that track too green with white stripes, timeless. As a beef on the Aspac border, where there's a kid just a little bit taller than the assault rifle he rides with. Suicidal, he wanna moonwalk in Michael. Says he got bleached out. So they're gonna bleed now One sparkly glove on his trigger hand As he sings man in the mirror and leaps out But game over Missile to the head, that's bonus points for kid holding joint with Xbox controller Who do you think flies the drones, bruv? Not when we on a poster, Photoshop, so let's darker Sold my crops, I'm the melanin farmer Sweatshop boys, we hotter than Benny Lava Sweatshop boys and we hot like Benny Lava Sweatshop boys and we hot like Benny Lava Hot like Benny Lava Hot like Benny Lava Sweatshop boys and we hot like Benny Lava 